Hello folks, welcome back to the RLS podcast, um, episode 68, we're almost coming to the end of the sixth series, um, and as I've said the last two episodes, we're kind of just, we're dragging this one together, um, we're kind of just getting to the end of it, um, and I don't want the podcast to feel like that, I don't want to feel like I'm forced into doing it, I don't want to feel like it's a drag, um, it has just taken a backseat in, term in terms of priorities, the the past couple of weeks just because of various things and because of how busy I am with the with the preseason program. I mean actually I genuinely just forgot about it last week. Like there was no other word or way about it. Like I genuinely forgot to do it on Wednesday. Um, and I realized I hadn't done an episode and I've I've not really missed a, a week that I planned for the duration of actually doing the podcast. So I was a bit annoyed at myself. Um but the positive thing was that the podcast the week before hit hit home pretty well. Um, the small town mentality podcast. I actually got some fucking really amazing messages off of people, um, just nice responses and um, just yeah, just a general bit of feedback. And like, if you like listen to something, if I say something, if something hits home, or even if there's something that you don't agree with, I would really love for you to send me over a little message, um, and just let me know what you think, um, because it's it's good to get feedback because it's it's good to know the direction to go in with the podcast next and series seven. Well, the episodes 70 to 80, I will have a lot more guests on and I'm actually going to make a conscious effort to get something done um, because lately I've kind of just been, I've been winging it a little bit in terms of getting guests on. But today's episode, as the title suggests, is going to be me taking you from A to B with my my daily routine. Now, I want to make it clear in terms of daily routines that like you'll have seen various videos with people spewing their daily routines at you and they do yoga and then they fucking do a cold dip and then they drink their herbal tea and then they fucking do an hour of stretching and some of these routines are absolute bollocks like there's no doubt about it like some people will do them because some people are like religious in that sense and um, but some people will just be absolutely bullshitting you with the routine now my routine is not set in stone it changes day to day within around about a half an hour to an hour of of itself but I believe that at this point in my life like I've got my routine as locked in as it possibly could be and it's it's pretty solid um, and it's just a couple of things I want to talk about in terms of how I've got to this point and how I've been able to I better put my phone on sleep mode because I always seem to get a call during this um, so yeah I, I've kind of refined it over the years and I've changed things adapted things and I think I've eventually found really what works for me now I think you just go through the day in terms of like from the minute you, oh, let's actually start it from the minute I go to sleep. I think that's usually a better way to start it because like starting in the morning, like a lot of what happens in the morning is very much based on what happens at night. Now, if we're starting, I just want to reiterate, like this is my routine. This is not a routine you should copy. Your routine is going to be so different. You might have kids. You're going to have a different job from me. You are going to have a different requirement for sleep. You're going to have a different diet. You're going to have a different sleeping condition. You're going to have a different house. Like your daily routine should not be mirrored. You should take lessons and inspiration from other places, but don't try to perfect it either. Like it's fucking never going to be perfected. I think that's one of the biggest load of bollocks when it comes to daily routines is like, you've got to get this routine perfected for longevity or for health. And it's just like, it never happens like that. Like we've, we're the nine to five athlete. Like if you're part of my program or you're part of the people that listen to this, you're typically kind of in the same boat. Like you're not a professional athlete. You're not a billionaire. Um, you're probably not even a millionaire. Like if you are fair play to you. Um, so like your routine looks different. You've got a job, you've got a nine to five, no doubt, or you work shifts or you're like a mom or something like that. So 
it's not always going to look perfect and it's not the variables that can be chucked in on a daily basis can be huge. So for myself, like because I'm self-employed and because I work at home most of the time, like I am in relative control of my of my routine. So I go to sleep pretty much every night around about anywhere from 10 to half 10, typically. Occasionally, if something good's on Netflix, then it can go to quarter to 11. But I trend, tend to draw the line there. I know, mental. Um, what a party animal. And I tried to keep that consistent as much as I can over seven days. Um, if I'm obviously out at the weekend um, and I'm out until 12 or I'm out until half 12, yeah, I'll be truthful. Like it upsets my sleeping rhythm and I don't feel so good on Sunday night and I don't feel so good on Monday night and my sleep is a little bit skewed. Do I want to try and perfect my sleep every day of the week? I mean, ugh, it would be good. It would be fine, but it's never really going to work that way. Like I try to perfect it Monday through to through to Friday and then I give myself a little bit of leeway at the weekend because I'm a human and I like to do other things at the weekend and that may entail staying up a little bit later. Yes, I know you're probably thinking, well, what a fucking, what a madman, like, gives himself an extra half an hour up at the weekend. But it typically is longer than that. So that tends to keep my circadian rhythm in, in on point. It keeps my recovery good. I generally get, like, an amazing sleep and I can wake up pretty early in the morning. Like, most mornings I'll be up by six. Um, some days I'm up by half five because I like to do my PT sessions pretty early in the morning. So the majority of my PT sessions happen, happen between half six and nine so that then I've technically got a full day of work um, that I can do from like nine all the way through to like five. Um, and I'm being, I'm being honest, like my hours are pretty mental, but it's because I choose them to be mental. Like I'm almost, this is not a fucking look at me, look I'm brilliant type thing. I just found that if I could sort my sleep out and I could get up earlier, I could then work in the gym half six to nine, and then I could get technically like a full nine to five online. So I'm technically like, doing i'm doing a whole load of hours but because my sleep is good i'm able to do that and it's fine um so that i suppose you could call that a productivity hack get some good sleep and you can get more hours in um without kind of like i'll be finished by five every single night unless i've got the odd pt session later on um and i draw a line at that and i try not to pull my phone out again so go to sleep around about half 10 wake up in the morning around about six um ideally i don't go on my phone when i wake up but i've got into a shitty habit lately of opening my phone as soon as i get up and just scroll on twitter for some reason um i'm not going to pretend it's perfect and lie to you and say that everything is great what does that do to me well basically what that does is it hurts my eyes and gives me a headache first thing in the morning so yeah that's happening just now it shouldn't be happening it is i tend to get up within like a couple of minutes I don't really snooze my alarm have i been a little bit worse for that lately i maybe snoozed it for like for five minutes and then gotten up again Nobody ever felt better after snoozing their alarm. Let's be honest. Nobody ever felt better. So, Ryan, stop doing that. Listeners, stop doing that. It's not helpful. Um, another good thing that I do just now is like keep the curtains open just that little bit because the sun is coming through around about five and I naturally wake up around about half five, six, which is, is helpful. Again, gets my circadian rhythm in check um, and just the natural body clock begins to work. What I'll then do is something that I didn't do last year that I've been doing now is I have been making sure that I do not eat for the first three hours of the day. I'm not calling it fasting. All I'm calling it is helping my digestive system because my diet over the past couple of years has been pretty carbohydrate heavy just because of the amount of football and the amount of exercise that I've been doing. Um, I believe that I need it for fuel. I believe that it's been really helpful in my performance and whatnot. 
However, I came to the conclusion that I was eating breakfast way too early and I was giving myself a lot of digestive stress. Lots of carbohydrates first thing in the morning is probably not a good idea unless you're away to do a run or something like a couple hours later. So what I do is I stick to water and I stick to green tea. I know I was slagging herbal tea up earlier. Um, but yeah, I will basically wake up, glass of water, around about 500 milliliters, and then I'll have a green tea, which usually takes me to around about 750 milliliters of water, which gets my water intake going for the day, gets the bodily fluids moving. Um, give it a couple of hours, I will come home and then I will have my first coffee and then I will have my breakfast. My breakfast is still pretty carbohydrate heavy, but my body is then prepared to be able to process those carbohydrates just that little bit better because I'm on more of an empty stomach and my breakfast goes down so much better and that coffee tastes so much better. Um, in terms of my routine, I lately have been training at around about, I've been, probably been training about three or four. So I'll do like a whole kind of day of work. I'll maybe throw in a walk somewhere in there. Again, because I've got the flexibility of being able to leave the house whenever I want. I do tend to take a walk just before lunch. I will then come home. I'll prepare my lunch. Again, I'm at home. So I've got the, the what's the word I've got? I've got the, the royalty of being able to actually just be at home and prepare my lunch um, rather than having to be on the move. Um, and I know that is so much harder to be prepared for because you then need to make sure you've got either meal prep or you're making really good choices from wherever you're going. That second option is sometimes hard um, because you end up being very hungry by that point. So usually I have my lunch around about one half one. Um, what I basically do to curb hunger because I'm on a fat loss phase just now, between my breakfast that I have it typically around about nine and between my breakfast, I will then probably go and have another coffee or a green tea maybe a couple hours after I had my last one, because what that'll do is it'll just occupy me in terms of like, I would be thinking about having my lunch at about 12. I don't really need to have my lunch at 12. Therefore, that's when I have the, the black coffee, the green tea. Um, and then what I'll have is like a, another glass of water with my creatine and with my electrolytes and stuff like that in it. Um, not necessarily because I need to, but just because it, it kind of, again, occupies my brain. It's like, right, okay, you're consuming something right now. And you're consuming more liquid, which in turn, like if we drink more water and we drink more liquids, then we feel fuller. Um, and it just curbs me over until about one, half one. I then have my lunch. Um, I try to make sure that lunch is pretty heavy in terms of like salad and like it'll be high in protein. I try to keep that a little bit more low carbohydrate because I know I'm going to be sitting around for like another couple of hours after that. Um, but I'll, yeah, I will sometimes include a little bit of carbohydrate if it's a training day, because I'm going to then be training in the gym at around about half three, four. Um, that's typically when I do my resistance training sessions, uh, that will then give me a chance to either come home and have a snack and then go to football training after that. Um, or I'll be going to like a later PT session or I'll, I'll typically be doing something, not every night, but typically most nights football training two nights of the week and I've got a PT session another night of the week. Now, all this stuff is very boring and it's very based on me. So I want you to obviously have a think about how your daily routine like racks up and something that I asked someone the other day, it was like if I was to be a fly on the wall or someone that you really respected was a fly on the wall and they saw your daily routine, what would it, what would it look like? Would it look fucking disorganized as fuck? Would it look absolutely different every single day? Would it look like you were stressed out your head, being pulled from pillar to post? Would it look like you hadn't have you didn't have anything planned? Would it look a general a general mess? Like what would what would your daily routine look like? 
Um, and that's a question I've always asked myself is like, I know days where I'm like all over the place. I'm like, Ryan, this is like exactly what you tell people not to do. And as I said, like you don't need to have your daily routine absolutely locked in. Like it doesn't have to be the same every single day. And to be fair, I think daily routines are a little bit of bollocks when you think about it over a full day. I think like the morning is typically the most important part. Like if you have a specific morning routine that gets you up going and you generally feel pretty good and you have a routine around about your sleep, then anything else that happens during the day tends to become that little bit easier. For example, if your sleep routine is inconsistent and your bedtimes are inconsistent, what we know about that is that we our energy can be all over the place in terms of like our energy in terms of motivation, our energy in terms of tiredness. Also, what we know is, is like ghrelin and leptin, the two hunger hormones, like the fullness hormone and the hunger hormone, they can be, well, the hunger hormone can be spiked if we've had a lack of sleep or we've had an inconsistent sleep. Also, what we know is that human growth hormone is pumped into the body um, and it has a trigger. I think I'm going to try and murder, I'm going to murder this, but it has a trigger around about 60 to 90 minutes after you go to sleep. Once you go into the first deep, deep sleep cycle, if we have a consistent sleep cycle, your body knows to when, knows when to start pumping human growth hormone into the into the body. Now, this happens every single night, but if your sleep is better and your bedtimes are more consistent, this signal knows when to knows when to go and it knows when to start. So for me, it probably happens every night around about half eleven, but I've never fucking know to be exact. I will never know that. Um, and obviously, human growth hormone is very much helpful for recovery for your muscles, your body, and your brain. Um, however, if you're going to sleep at nine one night, uh, 12 one night, at 4 a.m. the next night, you're just not, not going to get those same signals triggered. Like it's still going to happen, but just not to the same level as someone that's got really good sleep. Um, so that's like another thing you should think about when it comes to consistent sleep times. Um, and yeah, again, it's just like, it's making the most of the time that you've got. Now, you, you probably want to consider like with the time that I've got, say, for example, you've got kids how can I make the most of my morning? How can I make the most of the time? And what are the habits that I want to have in my day that are going to give me the largest return of investment? If you're someone that's only got half an hour in a day and you know you need to get to the gym, don't waste your time doing fucking stretching or something like that. I'm not saying it's a waste of time to stretch, but go and make the most out of that. Don't just go and jump on the cross trainer. Go and do a fucking intense half an hour workout that you actually work hard in. Um, It's about making the most of your time um so yeah that's i don't even know if that really explained my daily routine there's not really anything else that i particularly do it's, it's quite boring i'll make sure that i get sunlight at some point of the day i will not sit in my house all day long that is one of the most one of the worst things that you could possibly do for your body not allowing it to get fresh air and sunlight in any sort of shape or form now sunlight doesn't necessarily mean it has to be sunny it just means generally being outside at some point during the day um Another thing that I will make sure that I do a couple of times a week is I'll jump on my static bike and just like spin the legs over um, just to get some easy zone two cardio in. Um, I will make sure that I take my creatine on a daily basis. I will make sure that I take my supplements. What supplements am I taking? I am taking currently. Um, don't ask me to go and research these things. I have researched many of these things and it's more a try and test rather than a I know this works type thing. So macaroot, ashwagandha, omega-3, um, and vitamin D, vitamin D and omega-3 or and creatine or the non-negotiables, macaroot and ashwagandha are two things that I'm trying. Um, I'm not saying they work because I'm not entirely sure right now. 
I've yeah, I've noticed a couple of little things, but like I'm not necessarily 100 percent sure that could be that. It could well be placebo. Um, and I don't think there's enough evidence out about these two things yet. So yeah, it's very much placebo. But if it makes me feel better for an occasion, then let's just say it's working. Um other things, 2.5 liters of water a day is just non-negotiable. That just needs to happen. 10,000 steps a day. Again, for me, that just needs to happen. I think people get caught up on the 10,000 step number and think, fuck, I need to hit 10,000 steps or I'm an absolute failure. No, you need to increase your average steps. If you don't think you're moving enough, start with an extra 2,000 a day. If you find it easy and you begin to build that into your habits, then maybe add another 1,000 or something. Don't think you need to hit 10,000 steps because it's it's this like number that's been plucked out of the sky because it's a nice round number. Um, but I think the daily average that and again I'm going to murder this like PubMed will be screaming at me um, I think it's nearer seven and a bit thousand that the optimal number for health biomarker I can't remember to be honest I just remember someone stating this before that it was more so seven and a bit thousand that was the average that people should be aiming to hit um, and again like if you're doing 1000 2000 steps a day and you're trying to think about all these magical things to chuck into your daily routine, start with that. Just generally start with movement. Get out for a walk every night. Um, get out for a walk every morning. If you can get out for a walk in your lunch, you don't need to do all three, but at least adding one of those things into your routine is going to be massively helpful. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably all I wanted to discuss. It was just going to be a nice short episode today. Um, I know probably there wasn't a whole lot to take away from that, but maybe there are a couple of things that you can extract from what I do um, and add them to your own day. Or maybe this is giving you an idea to think, you know what, mine is actually all right. Um, and also, guys, I wanted to ask this one last question. If you have anything that you want me to speak about on the podcast, anything that you want me to go into a little bit more detail about, any guests that you've listened to before that you think would be a good, a good listen, a good fit for the podcast, give me a shout and I will be happy to try and connect with them and get them on.